Welcome back to the Winnipeg Foundation's Because Radio. Robert Zirk here with you today, and I am now joined via Zoom chat by Meseret Hyleasus. She is the founder and CEO of the Canadian Centre for Women's Empowerment. Meseret, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So first of all, as the founder for the Canadian Centre for Women's Empowerment, I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit about what the organization does and how it got started. CCFW, uh, it's a national organization. We're based in, in Ottawa. So our focus is, again, uh, domestic violence survivors, specifically economic you know, um, violence survivors. So it's the only Canadian organization even raising awareness on economic abuse and also uh, you know, transforming um, response to it. CCFW is a Canadian Centre for Women Empowerment. Uh, it started two years ago. Uh, the reason we started this organization was um, we found that, you know, agencies dealing with domestic violence survivors and also financial institutions often fail to identify and tackle economic abuse, uh, meaning that, you know, survivors are still struggling to manage the impact of economic abuse, such as, you know, bad credit history, lack of money, and then poor mentalities. So, um, you know, economic abuse in Canada, it's underreported, poorly recognized and seldomly discussed form of abuse. Uh, usually it's often accompanied by, you know, other form of physical and um, psychological and emotional abuse. So uh, it's very hidden. And so um, even though if it's in our sum of policy, uh, it's very hard for most organizations to identify and report. So we have seen that a lot of women are struggling to access services and service was not even, um, you know, coordinated. So that's why we found this organization. A lot of the work of the Canadian Centre for Women's Empowerment is around raising awareness of economic abuse and, and providing advocacy as well. We'll talk about that a little bit later on, but I also want to talk about some of the programs that are available for survivors that support entrepreneurship that support wellness and self-care. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Right now we have a number of services. So um, uh, we have a wellness program, as you mentioned, an entrepreneurship program. So the wellness program uh, is, um, it's a, actually it's a mental health, self-care and wellness program. Uh, so its goal is to bring people together who are going through in violence, uh, specifically economic abuse. So it's an opportunity for people even to share their personal experience, feeling, coping strategy, and also, you know, we are also in pandemic, so there are a lot of isolated and depressed because of their finance. And we have also a peer circle. It's very interactive forum, specifically for women who have been through economic abuse. And also in the meantime, we are developing, you know, a trauma-informed wellness and nutrition guideline for survivors. So one of the challenge for survivors is like, you know, self-care is an issue. Um, there is a lot of tools out there, but it's not trauma-informed. Uh, so we are developing uh, the first trauma-informed uh, cooking and nutrition guideline. So our idea in the future will be to we'll transfer these tools and you know, resources into digital platform. So women in shelter, they can use that resource. So it would be a very unique and very innovative tool. And then hopefully it will also um, uh, you know, address a lot of issues, you know, specifically the, some of the mental health space. And the other work is, of course, uh, entrepreneurship program. So we are in kind of on the beginning at this point, um, 
but we work with non-profit uh, uh, non grassroots organization. As you know, for survivors, it's very hard to take a risk. Uh, being an entrepreneur is just all about taking a risk uh, because of their mental health. But we have a mentorship program. So through that mentorship program, women, they were able to join some of the you know, entrepreneurship program. And also some of them, they want to go back to school. Of course, you know, um, we'll find a way. And the other program, of course, policy and advocacy. Uh, as I mentioned, this is a first national organization. So we need to educate policymakers. We need to educate financial institutions. And also we need to educate also survivors because it's very hidden, even as a definition is not even clear in, in our context in Canada. We have seen some countries like United Kingdom, United States, uh, Netherlands, and you know Australia. They have a policy. Uh, it's also included in their national action plan and also national strategy economic abuse. But in our case, the definition is there, um, and it's not really implemented as a grassroots level. So uh, this is also one of the service kind of like educating policymakers and specifically also financial institutions at this point, because most of the issue is related to, you know, the banks and saving and credit association because they don't understand what's going on. Because the nature of this abuse is, you know, it's not rely on physical proximity. Uh, so usually women, they feel the economic impact after they leave that relationship. So one of the most, you know, important uh, things is also we need to help those women to start and rebuild their life. So, but for most women, it's very challenging because some of them, they may declare bankruptcy. They may have joint account with the ex. Uh, some of them also, they don't have any kind of resource because of the abuse. So uh, we kind of try to, you know, work with that. November 26th is Economic Abuse Awareness Day. And as part of the awareness raising activities that, uh, that CCFWE is taking part in during that day, you have what's called the hashtag help us rise campaign. So I'm wondering if you can speak to that advocacy a little more that surrounds Economic Abuse Awareness Day and what the help us rise campaign is all about. The day is all about to educate victims, survivors, financial institution and also policymakers about the different economic challenge faced by survivors and also including, you know, the cost of trauma recovery, because the cost of trauma recovery is very huge for survivors of economic, you know, violence, unemployment, coercive date, specifically the coercive date is very hidden and also um, in Canada, it's not right now criminalized at this point. So uh, that's also the issue. Hopefully it will open a national conversation. And what we believe is, uh, you know, knowing that economic abuse, you know, it could help to prevent it. And then of course, women also, they will take care of themselves, even if there is any sign of abuse, any sign of like, you know, financial you know, abuse as well. So that's all about it. And also we want to provide people information to identify and to respond it, specifically survivors. And we have it, uh, actually a checklist and a toolkit uh, for all survivors across Canada. They can use our toolkit. So that just a reminding che checklist before they leave their relationship. Even after they leave from uh, transition housing, of course, you know, there is a safety planning. So we are also, you know, promoting and helping women. And what we believe as organization, even personally, you know, understanding the economic natures of abuse is very critical to develop even policy program and practice and also to promote women's safety and also advance some of the economic security. Hopefully the Help Us Rise campaign, it gives a lot of attention for policymakers. And also, um, you know, we believe that, you know, as I said, economic abuse is a systemic problem, which we are severely lack infrastructure to address it. So uh, we will also continue 
And also from our experience, newcomers and indigenous and black women are very impacted by the situation because of many reasons. So this Help Us Rise campaign also it gives an opportunity to talk about it. And also we have a petition. So the petition is to ask the Canadian government to have immediate action plan to expand the federal strategy of gender-based violence uh, because the federal strategy of gender-based violence is very broad. So survivors of economic abuse and the economic aspect of domestic violence is not clearly reflected. And the other thing is also we are pushing the government specifically that Canada to have a national data. And also we are asking expanding funding for mental health services, specifically for survivors. We have also a call to action for that day for the financial institution. So like providing a two years grace of reduced annual credit card uh, you know, fee, like reducing bank fee for women. And also we'll continue advocating on the 26 also free access for personal and you know, debit repair program because specifically women in shelter, they don't have many, most of them. So, uh, and also we shouldn't expect to go back to work and pay their bank fee. And also we will ask the government again to recognize November 26 as the National Day of Recognitions of uh, Survivors of Financial Institution. And also part of the Canadian domestic violence in our awareness month. So that's what we are advocating. So we have also a pledge that would be great. And then if anyone could sign uh, because it's already, everything is in our website. So we'll continue advocating uh, and hopefully uh, this issue would be included in the future, promoting and advocating. So our hashtag is help us rise. So we need the support from all community members. They can sign the petition. The petition is just in our website. There is also a pledge for the community member. They can sign that. We will have also a number of webinars. We'll have also a panel discussion on that day. So we invite some politician, member of parliament and experts on economic justice and also we invite even from shelter movers, you know, a lot of experts, you know, there is there. So, um, yeah, it would be a very good day, hopefully. And we'll continue amplifying the voice uh, of, you know, specifically economic and financial abuse survivors in Canada. We're just about out of time. But before we sign off, is there anything else you'd like to mention about the Canadian Centre for Women's Empowerment or about Economic Abuse Awareness Day? This is a national day and also uh, we know that you know it's very hard for a woman to talk about money because money is related to emotion so i know money is even taboo for some people specifically for immigrant and visible minorities so uh, there is no shame being a survivor and then um, there is a lot of resource out there as they can check our website and also we can help any women if they have been in this situation and the other thing is also what I would like to ask tell for a women is if they have a sign of like economic abuse, there's a lot of sign actually, they can check our website, they can manage themselves, you know, some of the issue, for example, you know, getting information about their asset and liability, liability that's her right. So, and also uh, be, what we advise for a lot of women is as well, if they have any sign, you know, get a copy of their car, house, any asset before they leave that house. And also obtain the copy of credit report from like, you know, any of the three majors, you know, credit bureau, which is very important. So I would like to mention for any women who have been, you know, you know, stacking in the situation. I know the situation is very complex. And then I just want to reassure them there is a lot of resource with CCFW. Still, they can access that. Thank you so much. And all the information about the Canadian Centre for Women's Empowerment or any of the digital resources that you mentioned, the toolkits, those are all available online at ccfwe.org. Again, ccfwe.org. I've been speaking with Meseret Haile Yassouf, the founder and CEO of the Canadian Centre for Women's Empowerment. 
Thank you again, Meseret, for speaking with me today. Thank you. Because Radio is produced by the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with 93.7 CJNU-FM. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes or subscribe to our podcast, please visit becauseradio.org.